All right, it's October, Cooperative Month, Cybersecurity Month, Public Power Week's in the middle of October. We got a lot going on this month. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Octo- October's always busy around here. Absolutely. October's it's, always busy. I've been making my social media calendar trying to give everything equal attention. It's this is the this is the more stressful month, but it's a good month. We get to we get to showcase our employees. We get to showcase the benefits of a cooperative. We get to do all kinds of stuff to try and keep people safe and uh, we have some cybersecurity stuff we have some cooperative stuff we have election day no that's in november i'm sorry november i'm thinking way too far ahead but you got to register <laughs> you got to register yeah so you know consider that um i never want to i never thought that i'd be taken especially in the the second podcast a kind of negative tone but there was something that happened in <laughs> september that kind of had us all a little scrambling and trying to get some word out and uh, we had uh, we had a scammer trying to call up a lot of our members and uh, we we posted a video of it but I want to we wanted to kind of take a second and and point out what these people try to do and how you can stay safe in this kind of situation so you've you've been here for a long time Kevin and you've probably seen a lot of these scams trying to hit some some members. We have. We've seen multiple scams. They'll, they'll try to affect our small commercial members. They'll try to affect our people that, you know, are economically disadvantaged and, and, and may fall prey to this a little bit greater. It's shown itself in different forms, uh, but most likely it, it usually is initiated by a phone call mm-hmm. saying that you owe something that you may or may not owe, but demanding payment immediately. And I, I think there's just some fundamental things we need to stress. And probably the biggest one is, is we don't call you demanding money. And if for any reason you think that we are, just hang up and call us back. Uh, just don't do it over that phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, it gets a little shadier as it goes along, the method of payment. And it should raise suspicion, but unfortunately some people are susceptible to that and then they're concerned about losing service so they'll comply with whatever's asked of them and yeah you're right it's it's a scam and they're probably not successful but everybody matters and we don't want anyone to fall victim to it well well this go around they were hitting hitting up a lot of uh small business owners and that's mm-hmm. and that's a hard group to hit because i mean when you when you're working a small business that is your life that is your child that is your spouse almost and and they work really hard for what they do and there was one um member that came in and we i actually got a chance to speak to her and we talked to this guy over the phone and he was demanding like seven thousand dollars and the 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 key that she did the thing that she did really well was ask questions right and and our customer service reps if you ask questions they will be happy to answer any one of them correct yeah you know and they the the scammer though they have to start coming up with information and that and that was so funny. This we were we were at North Central. We were at uh, one of our customer service reps' desks, and they said, "Where are you located?" Well, we're in a call center away from North Central. And it's it's we don't have call centers. We have right. one office. We have one central location. And if you keep asking questions, you'll 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 catch them. And they'll they'll either get frustrated and hang up, or they'll just they'll talk themselves into circles. So be smart. Ask questions. Call us if there's any uh, questions about that. 662-895-2151. We'll talk to you. And, Absolutely. And you know, we'll make sure that you're not getting scared. 
Right. <laughs> I mean, just last, uh, it was it was really funny. The week after that, I had a call from Southfield, Michigan, that the IRS was mad at me and wanting to hit up some money. And I said, there's a Memphis office. They're based in Austin, Texas. Why is Southfield, Michigan calling me? So ask those questions. Absolutely. So, yeah. Anything you want to add? <laughs> no, that's uh, just be vigilant. And, and, and anytime you ever have any kind of concern, just uh, hang up and call us. That's the most important thing. And uh, just remember that we do not call and demand payment. Uh, and we do not demand payment in the form of a money order or a, a prepaid debit card, anything like that. So. That's, that's, a good, that's a good question to ask there. Um, what are our policies for letting somebody know that they might have forgotten a payment? Well, um, there's, uh, of course, the, the bill is your notice that the pay- payment is due. And uh, then there is... Uh, there'll be a follow-up notice. Follow-up if notice. someone didn't make payment within the allotted time, there'll be a follow-up notice that would specify a disconnect date. Uh, we don't, we're not in the practice of making phone calls uh, to our consumers or our members to remind them to pay. Uh, so we kind of ask that they, that, that second notice that they... Take it very seriously. Uh, sometime in the past, it might have been sometime after that that they got disconnected. But take that notice very seriously. But, and that's the reason we send it. It's not demanding payment as much as did you forget to pay, mm-hmm. um, something along those lines. Um, so, yes, just, just remember that we're not going to call you demanding payment. Um, and, and always, if there's any questions, just, just hang up and call us. Like you said, mm-hmm. 662-895-2151. We're not going to ask you to call any after-hours call center or anything like that. So, um, it very like I said, very fundamental. Mm-hmm. Uh, just call us back. Yeah, and you can always download our app for yeah iTunes from iTunes or the Google Play Store. And you, I mean, that's something I do with my bills all the time. As I check once a week, is there something new that I have not seen yet? So actively check that stuff, and it's it's easily accessible for you only as long as you are smart about your password and you're keeping your account safe. And we'll talk about that more throughout cybersecurity month, but uh, just keep yourself safe and ask questions. That's always going to be the key is there. They, they say these words like disconnect jail time, you know, delinquent payment, anything like that. And it puts panic in people's minds and oh, I'll just do anything to, to avoid these inconveniences. And especially if the call is made after hours because you you feel as though you're not able to call into the office Mm -hmm. because we, you know, we keep normal office hours. So I can see where it could instill panic, especially after hours. But once again, we do not disconnect after hours. So uh, we try to restore power after hours. Absolutely. We had a big storm come through in the last month and I got to spend some time with our linemen that were out working in that stuff. And it's, it's incredible to see the work, but I mean, with their, no one's getting an order going, go over here to, to Sugar Tree Street and turn off the power because they didn't pay us it. Right. You know, <laughs> these guys go home at five o'clock too. So <laughs> uh, we've got a great show. So we, the first podcast for September, we had it just the four of us. Well, now three, there's three of us here. One's on vacation. Um, and so this, this month we have some guests. We have a uh, police chief, Olive Branch, Olive Branch Police Chief Don Gamage here. Uh, he's going to be on this uh, podcast later talking about safety night out happening on October 1st. We have uh, we had Susan and Bryant from the DeSoto Economic Development Council talking about pathways to possibilities, a huge career fair. And at the end of the show, we have singer-songwriter from Bahalia, Merrick Koch. So we had ah. it was really fun putting some of those together That's and, fantastic. and getting to hear all this stuff. So uh, we'll start with you since you're quiet. Uh, okay. What's going on with our uh, community outreach and community events? And 
Well, uh, we've got a lot going on. This is, I guess, my t- a busy time of year because we're in the selection process for our youth leadership program. Um, many of you may know that we do a uh, we sponsor a program uh, through the cooperatives, electric cooperatives of Mississippi, and as a bigger part of it through the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association called Youth Tour, and North Central for thirty. 30- one years, I think. I believe you're correct. Uh, statewide for mm-hmm. 33 years uh, has sponsored this program where we uh, select high school juniors to represent uh, our schools in our area uh, to go on a three-day youth leadership workshop, all expenses paid in Jackson, Mississippi, where they'll interact with their legislators, their senators, uh, have a chance to, to visit with the lieutenant governor, lunch with the governor, and pick up on all kind of uh, leadership techniques, skills, uh, and meet up with roughly 75 kids from across the state. Um, and in addition to that, they get a uh, week-long all-expenses-paid trip to Washington, D.C. in the summertime where they'll network with roughly 1,700 students sponsored by electric co-ops in 47 states. So it's an awesome opportunity Um I'll go around to our area schools and and do assemblies, uh, but anybody is eligible to apply through an essay. Uh, if you would contact me at six six two eight nine five two one five one. My name is Michael Bellapani, and I can be emailed at mbellapani at northcentralepa.com. If you visit northcentralepa.com, there is a link to my email address. <laughs> Because, um, yeah, it's fun trying to spell that name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like you said, it's a busy month. You alluded to Safety Night Out on Monday, October 1st. We'll be there with our safety demonstration trailer, weather permitting. And uh, at the very least, we'll be having a, a good time interacting with the community and talking about public safety, electric safety, and um, just having a good time. Uh, hot dogs and, and hamburgers cooked by the police and fire departments. Mm-hmm. Um but I did want to let everybody know that, that uh, we are hosting a blood drive uh, for Lifeblood on October 9th. Uh, that's uh, Tuesday. And we'll actually have the Lifeblood uh, mobile donation unit, uh, the blood mobile, I guess you'd call it, uh, here from 11 to 3 in our parking lot. And uh, if you visit Lifeblood's website and search Olive Branch, Mississippi, you can find that blood drive, register online, or just show up. Um, we do take walk-ins for that. So a uh, great thing to do is, is give the gift of life. Mm-hmm. Um, know your blood type on something like that, too, because there's uh, somebody like me, I'm O positive. That's I can give it to anybody, but there are some blood types, like I think it's AB uh, positive, most rare. They need that the most. So, you know, lifeblood can help you determine that, determine what the need is for that blood. And you can, I think, save up to two or three lives per donation, which is pretty cool. Amazing what they do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what if it's you? What if you're in need of it at some point? You're going to want somebody like you to go, oh, man, I should have donated. Because they're always short. They will never turn unless... In very rare circumstances, they won't turn people away. Right. Yeah. Well, also later that day, um, on the Tuesday, uh, the 9th, we're going to be participating in the Porter Leith Senior Living Festival at Brown Missionary Baptist Church. So uh, there'll be a a number of organizations there that are uh, talking about uh, topics with senior living. We'll be talking about energy efficiency and how you can save money on your electric bill because I know those that are on fixed incomes, uh, that's that's very important to be mindful of that. 
Um, uh, October the 10th, Olive Branch Chamber Business Expo, the annual expo. We've been hosting it here for four years now, I think. Uh, so that will be here in our auditorium uh, at North Central's auditorium. So if you visit the Olive Branch Chambers website, you can find more information about that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a huge event too. We have several hundred people running through there. And last year was my first event, but man, it's cool to see the community support and see what kind of services that local businesses have to offer. And that's so important is keeping <clears throat> the money in in the uh, into the local government and into the local economy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and another added feature of that is it's not just businesses; it's also restaurants. Yeah. So, so there's some samples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tasty samples. And there's, there's even some businesses that give out like you know they'll in order to get you over the booth they'll have like free cookies and it's like so you can't go hungry at this thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good time. So it's one of the, one of my favorite events of the year, and we're happy to host it here in our auditorium on uh, on Wednesday. Um, but wanted to let y'all know also, uh, Northwest Community College is having their inaugural uh, Ranger Bluegrass Festival. Yes, uh, Senatobia campus in the in the arena. Um, I love bluegrass music, so I'm mm-hmm. excited about this one. Uh, that's going to be Saturday, October 13th, from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, at the Senatobia campus. It's going to be a great event. I believe it's Karis Waltman, who's a local folk bluegrass singer, originally from Florida, but performs out mm-hmm. of Memphis now. We'll be heading that um, yeah. that lineup, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope they have good weather. Yeah, it should be. Is uh, it outdoor? It, it will be at uh, the arena where I believe they do the rodeo and everything. Oh, okay. So I, I, yeah. I believe yeah. weather should not affect the event. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, also looking forward that night uh, from 7 to 10, uh, we're, uh, North Central is a sponsor of this event for a great organization. It's the third annual Boots and Barbecue that benefits the Ark of Northwest Mississippi. Uh, that will be at the Lander Center. For more ticket information on that event, visit uh, www.thearcnwms.org. I'll try and make sure to put that on the bottom of the screen for the video podcast. <laughs> that's that's yeah, good. Remember, yeah. I appreciate the help. <laughs> Maybe spell my last name. Too. Exactly. That's, that's the plan. I'm going to have a little, little crawlers. I need to have like a news crawler on the podcast from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and, and, and in case you don't know what the ARC is, that's the association that deals with autistic children and uh, well, do, do some great work. Yeah. Great they, work in this area. They do. And uh, anytime we're able to uh, participate in their events, it's, it's great. My children volunteer for their camp bowl during the summertime and uh, I just I just love what the, the work that they do mm-hmm. um, and lastly uh, this is probably uh, one of our bigger events of the year uh, is is our annual membership meeting the North Central uh, annual membership meeting is on Wednesday October 24th at 2 p.m. in our auditorium and that's where we go through the annual business meeting of North Central uh, we'll have election of district uh, directors we uh, and door prizes will be drawn, so uh, uh, that is open to the membership of North Central, and um, that's part of the democratic control of, of, of uh, our cooperative. So it's, it's some of the most important business that we do each year. So we hope to see everybody there. Absolutely, and one of the important co- uh, principles that we have as a cooperative is education and knowing what it means to be a part of one. This is this is a good chance. We'll also we'll be filming this. We'll be offering. This to our members uh, through social media and through YouTube and all that good stuff. But um, understand what it is to be a part of a cooperative. And that's what's so important is, you, is a lot of people don't even know that they're part of one. And then they need to, there's some benefits involved. And 
that's what people need to understand. So we want as many members as we possibly can to have come out here. So, uh, any what, what what kind of news do you have, uh, Sir Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I have been knighted since our last meeting. Yes, exactly. I'll, I'll uh, kind of play on what Michael was talking about. Probably the emphasis this month will be um, a cooperative month, but also the annual meeting. Uh, we want to encourage everyone that can attend to attend in, uh, in person. Um, you'll, you'll get to get an update on some of the business of the cooperative, also a financial update. It, it is more of a business-type meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't attend in person, though, we encourage you. We'll be mailing out annual meeting notices on or around October the 4th. Mm-hmm. So most of our members should receive them soon after. If they're not able to attend our annual meeting in, in person, we would ask that they sign that proxy and either assign their proxy to a member who is attending or to our board of directors. To carry on the business of the association, it, it's, uh, it's necessary that we have a quorum. So all, all participation, whether in person or by proxy, is, is very much encouraged. Uh, we will be this month. I'm one of the few people that have to put on glasses to participate <laughs> in a podcast, <laughs> but, but I want accuracy. Um, when we deal with our annual meeting, quite often it, it's governance in general. When we look at our board and, and we look at the election of directors, and we're going to probably start this month um, – asking ourselves as a cooperative deep questions on our governance how transparent are we uh, are our bylaws really up to date uh, after a, a, a brief overview uh, north central you know you're, you're cooperative we're in good shape we are operating in a responsible ethical manner but sometimes you need to take a little bit deeper dive and, and look at it through the members eyes and see is there anything else that we can do or something that we can do better in the manner of governance or transparency uh, from an operational type standpoint, we will have a meeting. Uh, TVA will conduct a meeting here later in the month. Uh, we need to address power supply. Concern might be a kind of too deep a word right now, but if you live in the area, which people listen to this podcast probably do, you've seen the enormous growth. Uh, we talk about the work that we have to do to serve our member, but we buy all of our electricity from the Tennessee Valley Authority, and we've got to make sure that their transmission system can adequately serve us. So we're looking at some power supply issues on the western part of our service area, I guess you'd say the Pleasant Hill, Olive Branch type area, and also where we're seeing this explosion of industrial growth in north, in the northeast part of our service area in Marshall County. So we're meeting with TVA to make sure that the transmission is being built in and that we've got adequate power supply as we continue to grow. Also, um, I hope that before long, uh, our members will be able to look at an outage map on our website. Uh, Michael and his staff have done a lot of work on the website, getting it up to date, doing it, looking forward. I've I've got to be completely honest. I've always been hesitant to put an outage map out on our website, mainly for fear that it's misinterpreted. And I have seen them not interpreted correctly by people who don't work with them. But we'll try to put something out there that fundamentally is easy to look at and follow and and give good, reliable outage information. Um, Our members need to be informed when there's a large outage. We all know that when you're serving approximately 33,000 uh, members, which could entail, you know, to a population of over 125 to 150,000 individuals, mm-hmm. uh, our phone systems are really flooded if we have something large going on. So, and, and most of our members, they just want information. So if we can give that through an outage map, um, we, we should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And something that you will hear us discussing quite a bit is going to still be, we referenced it last month, uh, high-speed internet. And the fact that North Central is installing approximately 75 miles of fiber for strictly utility purposes. Um, we have explored getting into the internet business. We think as a cooperative, that's something that we can provide our members on a not-for-profit basis. We think that that is the next biggest thing, to have high-speed internet in the rural community. And for those areas that have it, maybe provide a little bit better service, maybe at a little bit lower cost. Um, we've been studying that. We've been looking at business models, but we were not able to get into the business because of Mississippi state law. We really thought that we're still a year, two years away from getting that law changed. Recent events give us reason to think that we may have that law changed as early as early 2019. So the process at North Central is moving faster. And it's not quite as simple as everybody thinks it is, but this is a service that our members need. So we're going we're gonna to double up the effort. We're going to start looking at areas we could serve easily, areas that we would serve better than others, try to put a phase of the build out, maybe look at some more rural areas that we could get high-speed internet uh, through a wireless device while we wait for the fiber to get there. Um, and we'll have to look at business models, staffing, everything mm -hmm. that goes along with it, and uh, a, a name for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Infused. Right. <laughs> we, we, we will not, uh, not consider anything right off. I, I, I'm already writing down tons of acronyms, but um, in a highly technical world with high-speed Internet, it's probably best we don't have an old 53-year-old cooperative CEO determining what the, <laughs> what the name of the company should be. But we're excited. We're looking at a variety of business models. And uh, this is probably a topic that we'll touch on every podcast oh, that we absolutely. have here on Going Out. And as the legislature convenes in January, um, you might not only get my opinion, but we may invite some of our elected officials to give their opinion on that. And that's, and that's what we need to, to do is, is try and involve more with you know, our government officials on the issues that affect our members and affect us. Because what, what you're talking about right there, when you're mentioning this high-speed Internet, is the key word to that is growth. And that is always beneficial to our members, to our local economy, to North Central, to everybody. Justin, it's almost immeasurable. Mm -hmm. I like to go back to the days when the cooperatives were formed to bring electric power to rural Mississippi. When the need for electric power was discussed, most of your families and small farmers, they said it would be convenient. I could use it. Um, I've got a light bulb I would like to use. Small things like that. But when they got the wire to their home, the electric power in their house, they discovered not only did they need a light bulb, they needed electric fixtures in every room. Mm -hmm. They could plug radios up. They needed to make sure that homes were wired you know, correctly. Refrigeration was introduced. Over time, other automated devices. So, and what I'm trying to say is a lot of people don't recognize the potential utilization of high-speed internet. Some may think that what they have right now is fine, and it probably is, mm -hmm. but once they get a taste of what true high-speed internet can do for them, mm -hmm. we think the utilization will ramp up exponentially. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah, <laughs> when you can eliminate a lot of those extra wires around the house, because I mean, you're talking about everything that's, <laughs> I, I was explaining to somebody, I was, you know, we're, we're in the generation now where we have connection to the internet on a minimum 
of two or three devices per person. Right. You know, my wristwatch can get on the internet if I need it to. <laughs> <laughs> and I never thought I'd have something like that. So that's something that is going to benefit all of our members is if we can get some. But, you know, even appliances now, mm-hmm. as, as we try to convince our members to get off of our peak mm-hmm. from an electrical utilization standpoint and use their appliances later on at night, um, they can do that via high-speed internet by programming things, making sure that things run through their Nest thermostat. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of technology that can help with that, identifying when a peak actually may be so you can get off of it. So a lot of utility utilization, but also just a lot of practical matters, mm-hmm. small business owners, students, Absolutely. it goes on and on. Oh, absolutely. Anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, I mean kind of dominated the, the ancillary benefits in your house of having that connectivity <laughs> to, to high-speed Internet is, is immeasurable. I, I can just echo that. But, you know, at, at that point in time, uh, we're going to probably have to appeal to the membership to be vocal uh, because it's, it's important to let uh, – your legislators know that uh, that this is something that you want, and, and I'm not saying we're going to have a massive call to action, but uh, it's it's not a time to just. Uh, but we might have a massive call to action at some point. <laughs> let's hope so, because that means that things are moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, make sure that your elected officials know that this is something that you would like, uh, because. Um, it's not it's not readily available right now. I cannot go to my home in in Lewisburg, Mississippi, uh, or South Olive Branch, and demand one gig service because it's not there. Yeah, and uh, I don't have a timeline from any of the current providers for it to be there. Right. Yeah, and 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 that's what's what where the problem is is with this area is that it's so rural, but it's assumed to be part of Memphis, and that's I don't even think Memphis has a lot of fiber options right now, and. For and that's what get, makes it equally frustrating yeah. is you, you talk about the lack of, of reliable service in the rural area, but a lot of it isn't there in the urban area. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, the bar's being raised. People's expectations are going up. So. Yeah, it's a hindrance to economic development, uh, too. I'll point this out that, you know, on the economic development side, it's, it's part of my job to help recruit businesses to locate within our service territory. And I got a request for information yesterday from a – large manufacturer that was wanting to locate in our service territory. And one of the questions they asked is, what is the fiber connectivity in your area? And I couldn't confidently answer that question. Yeah. And that just prevents growth. And that's what we want. This is some, this is a potential company that's going to move in, bring jobs and, and, and more revenue to the Olive Branch and Marshall County areas. And that's what we need. So this is something that you need to be vocal about. Uh, you know, speak up. Say if you if you want it. If you think that we should be doing this, because it's not. Hopefully, we'll you know be able to price this at a very good price point and make it affordable for many many people. That certainly is the intent. People. Certainly yeah. is the intent. Okay. Well, on that, we're going to end our little segment, but we will be back. Uh, if you're watching the video podcast, I will change shirts, and we will be sitting down with Don Gamage from the Olive Branch Police <laughs> Department. We've, we've filmed these uh, segments over the week, so uh, I'm wearing different outfits in each one. I, that's, that's something that was in my writer. My you have as many wardrobe changes as the Emmy host. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say uh, the gentleman that read Pole Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Seabury. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Seabury. All right, we will be back. Thank you for listening. Well, I've got to say, it's been about, it took me two years, but I finally got an interview with you. (laughs) 
when I worked as a reporter, uh, I did not get a chance to interview uh-huh. you, but uh, now I get to. So. <laughs> we are joined uh, this morning by Chief Don Gamage of the Olive Branch Police Department. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing, Justin? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, finally kicking that uh, bucket list interview. You know, you're, you've been on there for about two years, so we finally got that taken care of. But you're here to talk this morning about the Olive Branch Public Safety Night Out. This is your sixth year. Uh, tell us about this. This is a great event that I actually implemented six years ago. I want to be a community-oriented police department and get our citizens involved in what we do. Uh, at the Olive Branch Police Department, we, uh, we have a very, very active community relations division. And what better way to, to get our citizens involved and to get uh, actually a uh, public safety night out started. And so we started this about six years ago, and it's growing each and every year. Okay, yeah, and, and I, I've uh, just started with North Central in 2017, so last year was my first year attending, and it's huge event. You have live music, you have food, you have uh, all kinds of giveaways, demonstrations, even North Central's there with our demonstration trailer. So what is what, is, what kind of demonstrations do they give, at least from the fire and police aspect? Well, uh, again, you know, you said North Central. We want to thank them for being a part of this again this year. Uh, we partner with a lot of different uh, safety vendors throughout uh, the city and the Mid-South area. Uh, what we want to do is bring vendors in to actually do demonstrations so citizens know what to do and how to stay safe in the city of Olive Branch. Uh, we have everything from alarm companies to window companies and, and uh, also the Olive Branch Police Department. We have a member of probably every division we have in the police department and we're teaching people and showing people what they need to do to stay safe. Okay, well, and this is, it's, it's a lot of fun. You, you learn a lot. Uh, what is your favorite part of this whole event? Just, uh, I'm, I'm very community-oriented. I'm old school. I've been doing this since 1985. And mm-hmm. just to get out and talk to the citizens. And, and, you know, we have games for the kids to play. We have, uh, you know, face painting for the kids and all kind of games for them. And just to see that this growing each and every year and they enjoying uh, the Public Safety Night Out. And then the main, the main uh, objectives to make sure they get something out of it and so uh, we're, we're very pleased with that okay um so that is monday october 1st starting at 6 6 30 and goes on till 8 30 8 30 so okay. two hours yeah. and hot dogs hamburgers or uh, uh, barbecue and chips and drinks <laughs> and live music so we're gonna have a good time it is it's a great time so be sure there it's uh, all of which which park is it i want to be sure to get that all right. of Branch city park Olive Branch City Park, Monday, October 1st, 2018, 6.30 to 8.30. Come out, bring the kids, bring the family, bring your neighbors, bring your friends, anybody that you possibly can, because... Uh one one of the things I really respect about the Olive Branch Police Department is you guys are so you you like you said you reach out to the community, and it's kind of helped you guys be one of the safest police departments and and Olive Branch is one of the safest areas in the country. Absolutely. We can't do it alone. And and I realize that we have to have the help of of our citizens and and, uh, with this event and our Citizen Police Academy, you know, we have a great city. Uh, We have citizens that want to participate, they want to stay safe and want to help the Olive Branch Police Department. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. (laughs) Thank you, Justin. All right. Thank you. I noticed I'm the one who had to count all the way to ten. <laughs> well, you've got a smaller voice. Uh, oh, a smaller voice. Yes. It's not an insult. <laughs>
We are joined right now with Brian Henley and Susan Fernandez from the DeSoto Economic Development Council. I said those names right, right? You got yes. it. Okay, yeah. so it, we're, this is being our second podcast, and with the guests that we've had, I've, I've butchered one name already, and so I'm just really like kind of paranoid about it. No, it's, it's a mouthful. You're yeah, good. Okay. Well, you guys are talking about Pathways to Possibility. Mm-hmm. Tell us what this is. Yeah, so this is a workforce development initiative we uh, came up with last year. Um, Jim and I actually drove down to Tupelo and, and visited the, the event that they do, but it is a hands-on interactive um, career expo for all eighth graders in DeSoto County. This gives them an opportunity to um, see nine different career pathways and put their hands on something um, and interact with um, the professionals within those industries to really give them a better idea and understanding of what other opportunities are out there, um, particularly in DeSoto County. Um, Because, you know, some of the careers and some of the pathways that that we, um, you know, uh, hope our students would pursue might not require a four-year degree, might not require college education. Um, and, and nothing against that. Some of these do require college education, but we want to expose um, to our students um, the other uh, opportunities that are out there. Okay. And North Central is one of the sponsors for this event, so mm-hmm. what will we be providing? Yeah, we, well, Brian and uh, Mr. Flanagan approached us about uh, taking a lead uh, along with our friends at Entergy and Atmos mm-hmm. Entergy uh, on the Energy Pathway. So, um We've agreed, and, and we're a presenting sponsor in that pathway, and uh, we'll have our safety demonstration trailer uh, out there in the Lander Center. Mm-hmm. We've already measured it out, make sure we can fit through the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be doing safety demonstrations, but in, in addition to that, uh, our goal is to let these students know that it's not just uh, about line workers uh, at North Central. Mm-hmm. We have a number of different career opportunities uh, in accounting, in IT, um, in construction uh, and even in communications. Uh, so we'll be doing some illustrations on uh, how our customer service representatives actually um, manage accounts uh, through our technology uh, and connectivity with your meter, um, how we can analyze bills, how we can connect and disconnect services, uh, and uh, really kind of show the range of career opportunities in the utility industry. Okay, and so how many kids are you guys expecting at this? I've, I've heard it's in the, it's a pretty big number. We are expecting almost 3,000 eighth graders. Well, almost 3,000. So over is, two days. Over two days. So yes. that is a lot of kids to try and like corral around. So I think the teachers are going to be trying to help out with that as well, I'm sure. We have but. lots of volunteers. We have about 100 volunteers a day. Mm-hmm. 100 volunteers. Wow. Okay. And so what other career paths can we talk about other than just what's provided at North Central? Yeah, so um, there will be nine of them, um, architecture um, and construction, uh, energy, obviously, engineering, finance, health sciences, hospitality and tourism, law, public safety, corrections and security, um, manufacturing, and then transportation, distribution and logistics. That's a mouthful, too. (laughs) Those will be the nine that we're showcasing. Okay, so why is this something like this so important to have, you know, 3,000 kids? I mean, because each school does a career fair or a career day or a career fair. Why is it so important to bring, like, all this into the Lander Center? In my opinion, we have so many opportunities right here in our home. And 
I speak to students all the time, and the number one question I ask them is, how many of you cannot wait to graduate? And they all are so ready. And then you ask them, how many of you cannot wait to move away from home? And you will see 99% of them raise their hand. We have to show them right now in eighth grade that they have the opportunity to come back home and work here. We train them, we educate them, and then they leave us. You know, the brain drain is real. And if we can't show them that they have the opportunity to come back home and work and have a really great paying job here in DeSoto County, we are really failing ourselves. And this is that opportunity. And we need them to now know that this is that pathway to to lead towards a great paying job in the future. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's, you hit the on the head, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't know how to follow up with that. So. <laughs> um, how does something like this get put together? Uh, a lot of cooperation, <laughs> you know, we had the idea and we, we observed what they do in Tupelo. Um, they also do one of these on the coast and in the Delta but um, this would not be successful if it wasn't for the cooperation within DeSoto County and the organizations, um, the help of North Central and Entergy and other organizations um, such as Helen of Troy, William Sonoma. Um, lots others of that, sponsors. Lots of sponsors. <laughs> lots and lots of sponsors. Um, but really just several meetings with the, the participants, um, the companies um, who are going to be bringing in the equipment, the companies that are creating these activities um, are really what are going to make this successful. And also coordination with the school district, I would exactly. say. Absolutely. Yeah. That's huge. I can only imagine the work that you guys have been putting in organizational. And the Soto <laughs> County Schools have been huge help on this. They have been all on board and just the willingness to get 3,000 eighth graders to the Lander Center on October 16th and 17th is just a big commitment. And um, But they, they see the... Um, just the benefit of this event and so we're, we're grateful for that partnership as well okay so you guys have a couple of weeks before this are you guys still taking volunteers are you taking any more sponsors or how can people find out about that we are absolutely taking volunteers sponsorship i mean i will always take money <laughs> however all of our advertising in terms of collateral material has already gone to print so unfortunately it probably would not be beneficial for a sponsor however if you want to donate some dollars we'll obviously take them and it will benefit our children but we we could absolutely use volunteers mm -hmm. yeah okay. like she said we will need a hundred about a hundred volunteers a day so we're you know open to so if somebody wants to volunteer for that what do they need to do they actually need to get in contact with Jennifer Bessing. Um, and uh, we Bessing. have Bessing. <laughs> and um, we have uh, flyers and contact information that um, if they want to email us, um, we can get them that form to, on, on how to sign up to be a volunteer. Okay, so Pathways to Possibilities happening October 16th and 17th at the Lander Center. What, what kind of hours are we looking at here? Is it all school hours? or Nine to noon. Nine, nine to noon nine every to day. A hundred people mm -hmm. and 3,000 students. and that's, That is a monumental <laughs> task. <laughs> but yeah, for we're excited. Simplicity sake, call our office. DeSoto Council, 662 429-4414. We'll give you all the details. All right. Anything you'd like to add? I'm going to turn this around and become the interviewer. 
Oh, okay. So we've got something unique uh, that uh, we, we're huge supporters of the DeSoto Career and Technical Center, uh, <laughs> as which is part of DeSoto County Schools. That's right. So you've got a unique project that will coincide <laughs> yes. with the um, Pathways to Possibilities event. So tell us about that. <laughs> Absolutely. So what we've been, uh, what my expertise has been with CTC is uh, I've been guest speaking for. Uh, Miss Gordon's uh, digital media class and then the first year students are audio production and I think some graphic design and then the second year is uh, uh, video. So we involved them last year with the Leadership DeSoto and creating a uh, recruiting video. So this year we're going to be covering the entire event, the entire uh, two days and 3,000 kids. I've got about 20 film students that we're going to be uh, covering this event and filming and taking some interviews and making a documentary and I'm Hopefully they'll learn something in the whole process, but they're, uh, we actually, these are the same students we took them on a field trip to a recording studio, and now they're going to be doing actual filming and having their name on an actual film and having some credits before they even get out of school, so yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's Love a lot it. of fun. It's, it's a great, it's a great uh, couple classes that they have over there, or well, actually three, um, but the, the, you know, I was taught them how to do some new interviewing and news production mm-hmm. and documentary production, and they they really love it. You really get to see like them really trying to learn something that this, this is their passion, this is what they want to do, and this is something I didn't have when I was in high school, uh, eighteen years ago. <laughs> so, uh, but these kids, I mean, the 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 stuff that they're learning, you know, is it's incredible. It's stuff that we did not see until at least college. If we were lucky in some cases, and they're getting really to learn that stuff. So understanding what these centers do is very important as well. And so seeing what, and helping them launch their careers is a very rewarding thing. But that is a big part of the whole nature of the thing is bringing industry and mm-hmm. the kids together and hopefully to develop these partnerships, mm-hmm. much like you now have with these children at the Career Tech Center. <laughs> yeah. A few of them actually have, uh, I give them my email address, they always uh, like, what do you think about this equipment? What do you think? It's, it's really funny to try and interact, even after they're graduating. A few couple of them have hit me up on Facebook and said, what do you think about this drone or this camera? I'm just, you know, trying to give them what advice I can. So, That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's Love great. it. Mm-hmm. It's great. So, uh, once again, Pathways Possibility, October 16th and 17th. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Now down I go along the country highway, going 80 and a third. So is this the very first episode of this podcast? No, this is the second. Uh, we, we did the In September, we did just the four of us. We wanted to be all North Central, and now we are uh, North Central and everyone else that we can include if we possibly it. can. So you're listening okay. to Merrick Coke. Right now, I'm. Uh, I've butchered your last name several times in the past. I'm sorry. This is the first time us meeting, but I do have a, a little tidbit of like we are seven degrees. I was looking at your video resume. You were in a little short film called Legacy. Yes. Directed by one of my grad school classmates, Jesse. Yes. Hearns. <laughs> Jesse. Yeah. He's a good guy. He is absolutely so. Um, you, we wanted to include artists, uh, musicians, anybody that we could that are in the art scene, and you're kind of all of that. A little bit. You're an actress, director, musician. Uh, dir- uh, well, not to I said director. What else? You've, you were just talking about being a promoter. I do. So <laughs> tell, us, tell us about yourself. Well, um, I think the easiest way to explain this is I am a Southern artist that loves community. 
Um, so anytime I have a chance to plug into the community, whether it's through music or film or acting or marketing or writing, whatever, fill in the blank, it's always very community centered. Uh, so that's usually been the lead for me. <laughs> so, um, I'm looking at you just, you, uh, back in June, you played the sounds of summer. I did. And, and what was that like? Uh, Super hot, <laughs> of course. about 95 degrees. It, it was fun because Sounds of Summer was in my hometown of Bahalia. Mm -hmm. It was among all of my family and friends. So it was a nice homecoming where I had gone to Sounds of Summer for years. And then being able to come back as a professional musician and play the stage was a little bit of a dream come true. And that stage is no joke. I mean, I was there, I saw everything last year, and they actually had me MC this. And that's a professional setup, and it's a lot of fun to see that many people around. It was, it was fun. Uh, the sound was great. It was a, it was a really wonderful night. Okay. Yeah. All right, so what else are you doing these days? These days, I am an actor for Tennessee Shakespeare mm -hmm. Company. We are currently doing Two Gentlemen of Verona across the Mid-South for free. Um, until September 29th, and then uh, that may date this interview, but... <laughs> it's okay. It's playing in October. This, this yeah. episode will play in October, so hopefully right. the recent... Well, I got, I got great stuff happening in October, okay, Justin. Um, I will be releasing my first EP, which will be a four-song EP of the best of, if you will, my songwriting for the past decade or so. So that will be available. Plus, we are launching the Merritt Cook & Company uh, YouTube page, which will have all kinds of music and fun videos as well. Yeah, if you, if you get a chance, uh, if you're listening and not watching this podcast, it is uh, Merritt Cook, that is M-E-R-I-T-K-O-C-H. Look her up on YouTube. I've, I've been trying to do some research on you myself uh, this morning because it's been a crazy week. But uh I've, I love your version of uh, Give Me One Reason by Tracy Chapman. Thank you. So I really like that. Thank and then you. I've seen you play with, what was it, the um, the Junkers? What was Yes, what Southern was that Junkers. Um, gosh, I don't even remember what song that was. In fact, I'll be there this week. Uh, but Southern Junkers is one of those kind of really cool things where you see everyone that you know, but you didn't know we all came to Southern <laughs> Junkers. Uh, so I, I have the privilege to get to play for them at least twice a year, um, which is really fun. But Tracy Chapman, give me one reason with a little bit of Memphis soul. Oh, absolutely. You can't and, beat and, it. And I'm a big sucker for like covers that sound like that artists put their own spin on. And if you stick a symphony in the back of any band, I'll check it out. Right? You know, so. That's actually coming next up in Maricoke. <laughs> there you go. You could be playing with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra yeah. or um, I don't think that Bahalia has a symphony Not orchestra. Yet. Not yet, but Not they, yet. they should get one going. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just like you and three people on, you know, three oboes. Exactly. <laughs> so what else do you have going on in the October month or so November? October? Um, we are taking when I say we, I mean me. Ha ha. Merrick Coke and Company is more than just me and a band. Merrick Coke and Company is about a community around the music. So if you like Merritt Coke on Facebook, if you come to concerts, you are now part of the company. So <laughs> we have this kind of, I wouldn't call it a fan club, but it's, it's definitely a group 
and uh, family. So we're moving the family online mm-hmm. because I can't be with ev- all of my family at the same time. We can move everything online <laughs> to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, we have videos as far as music's concerned. We have an email list where subscribers can get um, a free song delivered to them every time we put out an email. Um, it's all about giving back because if, if you are so sweet to help me with my music career, the least I can do is give you free music and support you as well. And, and you can't say no to free. <laughs> I'm sure some people could, but I hope that you wouldn't say free to my music. Plus, um, I support the Bahia Area Arts Council and uh, we are super big into enriching Marshall County arts, whether it's through drama or music or fine arts. Uh, so putting that together in one piece keeps me really busy. Now, is that you? Does uh, the fine arts? Uh, what was sorry? The Bahalia Fine Arts. The Bahalia Area Arts Council. Bahalia Area Arts Council. Sorry, was yes. that uh, when? Now, did that was that involving you directing Little Mermaid? Yes. <laughs> for the stage. Yes, yes, it was. Um, Little Mermaid was actually a, a theater in Cairoville, but I have uh, for the past five years or so uh, directed our Margaret M. Grow Youth mm-hmm. Camp for the Arts Drama Camp, uh, where one week for a very low price of $10, Marshall County youth can come and put on a show and get camp t-shirts and um, have fun with art in our community. Okay, yeah. well, that's and that's something that's so important. You know, it's as as a gigging musician myself, we we know the heartache and the 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 work that you put into this. Yeah, so, I, I think that's yeah. why community is the number one buzzword I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. Because if it weren't for the people around me, then I would be dead in the water. Like, there's no way I could do what I do if it weren't for the people around me. And I hope that I would return the favor every single day that I'm supporting them as well. Okay. Well, since, since you are our first musical guest on here, we're going to, at the end of this podcast, we're going to play your song, but we're also going to make an announcement because I asked you about this last week. You've already said, yes, this is for 2019. This is something that we're going to get a bunch of musicians in the Memphis area, the Marshall County area, the uh, DeSoto County area. Anybody that wants to be involved, we are launching, uh, we are actually reviving, because I've done this before for a few years, but this is, uh, we're doing a project called Musicians for Le Bonner. You've already signed on to be a part of this, and what this is, is a 40 artists, at least, that's what we're aiming for, we've done this in the past, and I'm sure we can can do it again. Um, We are going to release a 40 artist compilation CD. Uh, we're going to sell that CD. We're going to give all the money from that CD to Le Bonner Children's Hospital. And um, if we can have the chance, we're working on this. We're pretty sure we can do this. Hospital performances for the kids. Oh, wow. Yes. yes. So we would love to have you involved in that as well. Uh, we've done this in the past and filmed it. It is so heartwarming, just beyond, you know, it's, it's, especially when you get... Uh, some artists that, you know, these like tattooed out rockers and stuff like that. And they're playing acoustic guitars for the kids. And they're like, just trying to hold back tears. Cause they're see these kids just like looking up to them. Like they're huge rock stars. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have some more of that in the, uh, in the happenings. So if you can follow uh, musicians for Le Bonner on Facebook and we'll be glad to try and, uh, if you want to send us a message or shoot us an MP3, you can be uh, considered for this, uh, compilation album. This is, uh, I, I, I'm excited to say this because we've got a 
few big names that are going to be uh, involved with this project, aside from Merrick Hoke. So <laughs> you're, you're one of the big ones. Thanks. But we've got Free World. We've got wow. the Bo Keys. Uh, we've got Paul Thorne. We're working on, on contacting several more. We've gotten several commitments from some big names, and we're looking forward to trying to put this CD together and doing something good with some music. So. Uh, what's, uh, what, what are we going to listen to when we head out of this podcast? What song have you chosen for us to play out here? We are going to listen to my favorite song that you can get a free download of if you sign up for my newsletter, which is Fool's Romance. Fool's Romance. So that's what you're listening to, to end out North Central Infused, MerrickCoke.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for joining us. Thank you. You can call